If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Kent, Maine. Never heard of it? No, me either. Not until I did the research for the show did I know it even existed. So go ahead, pull your phones out, look up on Apple Maps so you can see what I'm talking about. You'll see Fort Kent on the south side of the Fish River and neighbors to the north in Canada and Clare. So while you're looking at the map, look for U.S. Highway 1, which is here in Fort Kent. It's technically the end of the road or beginning, depending on how you look at it. From Fort Kent, US-1 heads south for some 2,369 miles, making it the longest north-south road in the U.S. Leaving Fort Kent, US-1 takes you through Boston, New York, Philly, Baltimore, Washington, Raleigh, all the way down to Florida to Jacksonville and along the eastern coast of Florida to Miami. Stay with me because this is where it gets good, literally. From Miami, head south another 50 miles or so to the end of what we know as the mainland Florida to the first of 43 bridges that crossed 42 of the awesome Florida Keys. It's yet another 150 miles of two lanes, traffic lights, following $100,000 pickup trucks, pulling half a million dollar boats with more horsepower on the back to bring in any catch you could ever imagine while doing 70 miles an hour. And the whole time you're thinking, what in the hell do these guys do for a living? Anyway, at the end of US-1, you'll find yourself in Key West, the topic of my episode today. It's the southernmost point of the U.S., a relatively small island, about four miles long and about a mile wide, population about 25,000. It's a far cry from the 688 people who lived here in 1840. Key West was the richest city per capita in the United States between 1850 and 1900. There were over 100 cigar factories here. They rolled about 100 million Cuban cigars a year. Yes, Cuban cigars, the real deal. Pan American Airways was founded here, and there's so much culture and Let's just call them Florida-isms born here in, in Key West. To be honest, Key West doesn't have the nicest beaches and nor the nicest hotels located here. There's not many restaurants that I can even remember the name of, to be honest. In my opinion, if you go to Key West to experience any of these things, you're probably going to be disappointed. Having grown up spending my summers in the beaches of Panhandle of Florida, Panama City, Destin, Pensacola, there's no better beach destination than there. But here at the end of US-1, Key West gives you three things. Aqua blue water, nice weather, and an attitude of the people that compares to nothing I've ever experienced. I've joked with some of my friends recently that I seriously doubt that people here in Key West even know who the president is right now. Yes, they're that far removed. They march to their own beat of their own drum. Conks, they're called. And they've always marched to the beat of their own drum. Going back to the 1860s and Florida succeeded from the Union, Key West did not. Yes, you heard me correctly. One state succeeded from the United States, but one city within that state stayed with the Union. On April 23, 1982, being frustrated with the U.S. Border Patrol setting up checkpoints 
along that highway US-1 I just talked about. Then Key West Mayor Dennis Wardlow declared Key West independence. This time not just from the state of Florida, but from the United States. The micronation of the Conch Republic was formed. Call it a publicity stunt or whatever, the city and its residents have always been and will always be serious about standing up for what they know is right. This attitude is my favorite part of Key West. Everyone is so chill until somebody tries to change their way of life. This attitude is contagious and will rub off on you if you spend any time here in Key West. Back in 1964, September 8th to be exact, a group of four, literally, landed at Key West International Airport about 3.36 a.m. This was not their intended destination. They were scheduled to play their first Florida gig in Jacksonville, but due to Hurricane Dora, they were diverted to here instead. Yes, the Beatles were here in Key West. It was the mid-60s, and racial tensions were at all-time high here in the South. Just two months earlier, a civil rights protest up in St. Augustine, Florida, resulted in the white president of the Florida Motel Association pouring what he claimed was muriatic acid into a pool filled with both black and whites protesting segregation. Yes, another human being poured acid on another human being. No doubt this came up when the Beatles were here at the pool in their Key Westerner motel. I mean, they were here with their opening band, of course, the Exciters. Brenda Reed, Herb Rooney, Carolyn Johnson, and Lillian Walker, all from Brooklyn, New York, and all were black. No doubt the press stirred the pot like they always do, and in the end, the Beatles not only jumped in the hotel pool with the band, they sent a message to Jacksonville, 40 miles north of the whole place where the acid in the pool incident occurred. Remember, they're supposed to go play there and ended up here? Well, the Beatles got wind that they were scheduled to play to a segregated audience in Jacksonville. Enter the Key West attitude. Paul McCartney stood defiantly beside the pool in Key West and said, We're not going to play there. John Lennon said, no effing chance that's happening. All the Beatles agreed. Just weeks later, the young band drew a line in the sand against America's systemic racism from a Key West motel. One writer says, the Beatles extended a long middle finger from the southernmost city by refusing to budge. Newspapers reported that extra time needed to launder the Exciter's costume delayed the Fab Four's arrival in Jacksonville, but history shows the real reason for the delay. The Beatles refused to tolerate racism or play to a segregated stadium. After experiencing America's racism in Jacksonville, the Beatles added a clause to every contract stating they would not play to segregated audience. Paul McCartney wrote The Night You Cried about his time here in Key West, and the Florida events helped forge the Beatles' song Blackbird. It's that Key West spirit, the whole stand your ground, the town at the end of the road, the end of the road for disagreements, the end of the road for oppression, into the road for bad habits. In downtown Key West, at the corner of Whitehead and Fleming, on the east side of the road, the sign reads, Mile Marker Zero, end of US-1. I photographed my 25-year-old daughter, Taylor, here just a month ago. We looked both ways, and we walked across the street and dodged mopeds and bicycles and golf carts and went to the west side of the road. Same sign, Mile Marker Zero, but this sign says, the beginning of US-1. This trip a month ago was a turning point for me. I learned to bring all my troubles here and let this carefree island life dissolve them in the sea of I don't give a rats, you know what. Leave it all here at the end of US-1. You walk across the street to the other sign and start a new trek with a new attitude before you head back north. From now on, don't get consumed by division. From this mile marker zero, embrace things in true Key West fashion. Stand up for what's right and abstain from divisive things. All media, social, or news... Even sometimes religion and, oh, and, of course, politics. Let it all go. 
My goal is that I move here one day and maybe you and I can meet at mile zero and have a key lime pie or a beer and agree that life's too short and each minute too precious to be angry or to hate. Yeah, it's been a month since you heard from me. It's taken me that long to clear my head, honestly, and decide the next direction. The upcoming episodes will all be about work-life balance. Personally, for me, it's time for me to reset my life and I think I'm going to help you reset some of yours as well. We'll see how it goes. That's all I got for today. Leave it all there. I sure did. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.